0: Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech.
1: Hopefully this is the last time you'll hear this ad. With chime checking account features like fee-free overdraft up to $200 with SpotMe and getting paid up to two days early with direct deposit, you can probably treat yourself to an ad-free upgrade to spend more time listening to your favorite podcasts, or at least grab an extra latte. Take more control of your finances and say goodbye to monthly fees. Open your account in minutes at Chime.com Goals24. That's Chime.com Goals24. Chime. Feels like progress. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to chime.com slash disclosures for details.
2: Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep. All right, hope you all had a great weekend. Monday morning uh, jitters, I don't know, whatever you want to call them. Let's bring Joel on, let's bring Dennis on. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Happy Monday, everyone. We got a lot going on today. We got to talk about China. We got to talk about Bitcoin ETF. We got to talk about uh new potential COVID vaccine candidate. We got to talk about Zillow. We'll take questions from our chat. Tim Quast is the guest today. Before we get Joel's charts on the screen, you can all hit that like button, please, and thank you. And then after you hit the like button, Joel and Dennis, give the rest of us a rundown. How was it on Saturday, the, the exclusive event of the year? The, All second, right.
3: ex, the second exclusive event yeah. of the year. The second one. That was awesome. The chat was fantastic. Awesome. Asking great questions. Uh, obviously, we've plowed through a lot of material there. That's why, um, you know, if you did register for the event, um, I know a couple people reached out to me and they said I didn't get the recording. I said, check your junk mail. And they said that uh, it was in the junk mail. So do you check your junk mail because we blasted out the recording to everybody who registered after the event. So your filters might have said, "Oh, there's obviously, you know, this is an email blast." But if you did sign up for the event, you should have got the recording of the event. Correct, Joel? Am I correct in that? Yeah,
4: yeah. We're gonna get try and get that out today. I mean, we uh, I thought teach it was you already
3: out. out. Is it out? The
4: recording of the event? It, 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 if you could had it the live out? link, you could you could have kept it, but I'm gonna we're gonna we'll resend, resend it out. It we'll again. resend yeah. it out
3: again to everybody you know- who registered for the event, and we'll also have a chance if you didn't register for the event. We're gonna put it up there to be able to purchase the um to be able to purchase the educational webinar after the fact too. So we'll work on that as well.
4: Yeah, and uh, just I was just discussing with Mitch. I mean, the back and forth. I mean, between you know when other when other people were speaking and the questions being answered. And man, there's some sharp cookies out there. Oh yeah. I don't know if there <clears throat> if it was Jerome Powell. Or, uh, you know, some other people from the Fed, but they were asking some really great questions and just back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And three and a half hours, it turned into three hours and 45 minutes, almost four hours. It was great. So thank you, everybody, for participating. We're going to get that information out to you today. Uh, Let's go to the markets because that's why you all are here. And uh, we're in the red. The old Friday rally has turned into a Monday sell-off. Uh, we peaked just above that high at Friday, 67.50 at 69.50. 19 handles in the red. Ah, we're through the interday low from yesterday, folks. So the glowback's low, I'm looking at the 43.30 level. But will we ever trade down another 14 handles from here? Who knows? Uh, crude still going, man. Up a buck 07.82.80. Gold in the red by 350 at 17.64.80. Ooh, silver. Let's call it flat, down a half a penny, twenty three thirty. Bitcoin. Do we have a sell the news scenario here? Down nine hundred five dollars is sixty one one seventy, and Ethereum. That's down one thirty one at thirty seven forty eight. So triple D. Besides working. Uh, super hard on your Saturday how, how was the the remainder of your weekend
3: well it was good as long as you don't watch any of the Lions game you feel better about yourself if you watch any of the Lions game I mean oh. they've been close in a few games this was not one of those this was not one of those and then you look we got the Rams coming up you start looking at the schedule and you're still trying to figure out well which game are they winning because I've predicted on this show three weeks ago when they were 0-3 that they could go 0-17 to be the first team ever to do that. Obviously, their first team ever did to go 0-16. So anyway, so it was a fantastic weekend if you don't watch the Lions. Um, Oilers won, which is good. Which yeah, got a hat trick. Okay. So that makes me happy, obviously. Um, so sports, the sports went sports was well okay. it, in the
4: hockey world, we'll say. In the hockey world, okay. Yeah. I did the most dreaded fit House thing that you can do uh, this weekend. I did it yesterday. Built one. Sink. No, That's no, 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 no. <laughs> All I right, didn't... what is it? He
0: cleaned gutters. Uh,
4: no, I had someone else do that last week. I'm Lisa, Lisa won't let me. Lisa won't let me up on the roof. I clean the garage once a year, whether it needs it or not, right? And I got a new roof. And these guys just pounded on the roof, right? And I didn't cover anything in the garage, and I had just stuff all over the place. It took me six hours, six hours. That's but fun. I did, yeah. And I went through all the archives, and I did find my term paper from my senior year in high school. You know what it was? You know what it was about? it was about. I got career. an A. I got an A, of
2: course. Obviously. Ah,
4: my dad and my sister helped, but you know what? You know what it was on? What? Yeah. Stock market. Yes. A particular. The stock,
2: the stock market as it relates to to horse racing.
4: Yeah, that would be. Uh, that would be no, no, that would have been tough. The stock market crashed in
2: 1929.
3: Wow. Yeah. What year did you write that? 1930.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wanted to write it right after it happened. Uh Well, you all know how old I am. I graduated high school in uh, 1981. Probably Holy, before. Yeah, so be 1980. 1980 I you know I don't know if I took I, you know, I, I was in super senior honors English, so I don't know if I took that first, second, second semester, but wow. maybe I'll break that out sometime. But let's go to the markets. We got. How do what, we what not do you,
3: have the Bitcoin ETF as the number one thing here on the schedule? Because, yeah, what, because, this because is we're not, taking over. We talked about this. Straight, last, where, where, where's Enver?
4: Where's Enver? I
5: got you. I got you, no. Spencer, because this is a buy the rumor thing. Dennis, you, were, you know, we're buying the rumor on Friday. We talked about this last week for a long time. We talked about this (laughs) last week.
3: It's still the big headline. It's still the big headline here this morning. I'll tell you that. So Bitcoin ETF, we got Tuesday launch. Grayscale,
2: or
4: who's all
3: participating?
2: Pro shares, shares, not Grayscale. How come
4: Grayscale didn't get that? What's going on with that?
2: So Grayscale has to do something. They what they have to do is a little bit different. They have to convert okay, first off. What we're getting tomorrow is a Bitcoin futures ETF. It is just like the USO is to oil, but for Bitcoin. It's not an ETF that actually holds physical Bitcoin as much as you can hold it. They're going to hold the futures. They're going to hold the futures, and they're going to roll it over every month, just like the the, the GLD and the the USO, right? What Grayscale has is a trust that physically owns Bitcoin. They Don't need happen. to conver- they need to convert that to an ETF, but they can't, because the SEC hasn't hasn't approved that. They they've only, only approved
3: the f- to hold the futures.
2: They've only approved you to hold the futures. So we've got I think two pro shares and maybe one more set to go live this week. Um, but this is this was being it, it, we talked about this like like a, I feel like a week ago. If you look at the spread between the Bitcoin futures and right. the, the Bitcoin spot. I mean, it got it's gotten wide. What wide is it right right now? now?
3: Bring it up. What's the Bitcoin futures? What's the spot out, Mister Alcon? And what are we looking at here? Ah,
4: uh, the futures some right arbitrage now.
3: Arbitrage opportunities or what?
4: I've been telling you that for a long time. I could take mean, delivery
3: like... of that Bitcoin. I'll tell you that much. It's not going to be draining my pool.
2: Okay, Bitcoin spot is sixty. We'll call it sixty thousand nine hundred.
4: Uh, right now it's sixty one two thirty.
2: Well, uh, so it's coming. It's coming. Yeah,
4: yeah, well, yeah. Futures. But that's yeah, that's the D's contract. Right. Oh yeah,
2: you gotta go out. If you go out further, then you get here. Okay, uh, show
4: us. Can, do you have it in front of you?
3: Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe I'm gonna become a Bitcoin futurist arbitrage. So so if you go today. out further,
2: yeah. Um I don't know I don't know what the symbol is on Translation, but I can get it on thinkorswim here. If you go out to the Um, I don't know. Let's call. If you go out to the November, you get the futures at sixty-one-seven right now. If you go out to the uh uh, if you go out to the February, yeah, you get almost sixty-three thousand. If you go out to the January, sixty-two-five, right? So, if you go out to the March, it's almost sixty-three.
3: I've I've thought ten seconds about this, so you know, yeah. obviously, you know, there, there's considerations here. The fees to hold and, and, yeah, and the it. physical Bitcoin. So if you're going to go hold the physical Bitcoin, one, you have risk. I see the people on TV that obviously have the Coinbase account and just accidentally sent their email out, and boom, all their Bitcoins gone. I mean, you run that risk all the time if you're holding physical Bitcoin. That somehow, you know, obviously, if you're not smart about it, you can get hacked and your Bitcoins are gone. I'm assuming if you own the futures, that, that's not going to be as much of your problem, I would hope, um, since this is tracking it. So maybe that's why the premium is there. It's not like, when you look at the oil, you can't just say, oh, it's like oil in this huge rollover, because you can't take physical delivery of, of you know, a barrel of oil. It just, you know, what are you going to do with it? So the physical delivery isn't an issue here. It's probably just more of, you know, those other risks that are involved with maybe holding the physical Bitcoin while you have that futures premium. So, it's, and it's not an insane premium. I mean, you're going out six months and you're saying it's $2,000 higher. I'd say, why not, you know, if you're comfortable holding the physical Bitcoin, yeah. Why am I going to buy futures at 63000 when I buy the physical Bitcoin at sixty one? So, the, the arbitragers would, I guess, short the futures, buy the physical Bitcoin. And then obviously, you know, they've got the Bitcoin with the delivery. So, um, I don't know what other risks. Again, I'm not a crypto trader. I've never actually made a crypto trade in a crypto account. So there may be some other things that, you know, maybe there's some fees um, in there that, you know, are hidden with with making the transactions and stuff. So, you know, maybe the physical Bitcoin people can help me with that too. But, and, and, and Shizzy's saying I'm an idiot. There's no risk in a hardware wallet. But I'm just saying that people who don't, shizzy if you don't trade bitcoin like i don't trade bitcoin and a lot of people don't trade bitcoin you just want to hold the futures you don't have to like figure all that other stuff out so maybe it's maybe it's just paying the people who are actually doing their research and going but i will also say hackers are good and we can say you can't hack it's unhackable 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 i mean if somebody gets your code or somebody gets your email somebody holds a gun to your head and say give me your code or i'm going to shoot you you might give them your you know your numbers so, and then it's just gone. So, I mean, maybe those are, the, are risks involved that other people um, are saying. Again, I'm not a crypto trader, but I'm just trying to justify a difference between the price of the futures and the price. And obviously, you know, also involved is the time value of money. So, that's one which consideration isn't much, as well. Which isn't much. Which isn't much. <laughs> well, it's becoming more, though.
4: Incrementally more, more correct, correct. I
3: mean, inflationary costs are probably involved in there, too. So you can buy stuff today with physical cash. You can buy some stuff with physical bitcoin too, but not nearly as easily. So okay. There you go. So again, I'm not I'm just saying the spread there isn't like oil where we, we have a delivery problem, we can't take physical delivery, and the cost to store is a lot higher. The cost to store physical Bitcoin is basically nothing. So electricity that's why like, outside that- thoughts, outside perspective, Shizzy. Again, I'm not a crypto trader. I'm just trying to say I've seen multiple articles saying there's big roll because, you know, look at oil, look at the USO. It's a completely different animal. We don't have a huge barrel of oil to store. So it's different. Well, but they
2: are going to roll it because that's – They're
3: probably... going to roll it, Spencer, but in the cost so, – so go back to your basic, you know, fundamentals, you know, 101. Yeah. The biggest cost to a barrel of oil is cost of carry. How do yeah. you store that? How do you store a barrel of oil? This is what the roll is all about. It's not just everything rolls, everything costs money. It's huge physical cost.
2: Hold on, though. And I haven't looked at the filing, but maybe the the filing might say we need to own the front month contract, right? Yeah, I'm
3: sure it does. But what I'm saying is the front month contract, the difference in the contracts, the difference with oil is that cost. The biggest component is that cost of carry. I understand. Think about, like, you got 10 barrels of oil. Where are you storing that, Spencer? Where are you putting that? You got ten bitcoins. You put it in your wallet. There's not no, nothing's being cost there unless they're charging for the wallets. I don't know, but I mean it. it it's the it's the you know it's just the storage issue. Okay, okay that's why cool, you have cool. a huge premium, and you know, and that's why you have the obviously the issue of the rolls in oil. But oil and Bitcoin are completely two different animals.
2: Okay, so right now the Bitcoin futures market is in contango because the, the current month is cheaper than the, the the months that are further out. That is normal. Yes, you're saying that this normalcy may not. I'm saying be... there's a
3: two thousand dollar spread there. Yeah, and I don't know why. I don't know why. Because and that's I'm a normal. To future. Justify right. it, saying maybe there's risk. People see risk holding the physical Bitcoin, a hacking risk. You know, maybe they're seeing those other risks. I, I'm trying to justify the okay. 2,000. The, the, the oil, the oil. Do you understand? Follow me here. The oil. I, 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 is I'm obvious. following you. I'm following you. The oil is obvious. Why? Why they're Storage kind of, and storage. transportation. Yeah, storage and all of that. Yeah, exactly. Now you don't have that issue in Bitcoin. So why? I'll ask the chat. Why is
2: there a $2,000 difference? That that. Okay. Now we're getting somewhere. That's what <laughs> who, I'm trying to who, say. Uh, I'm who trying should to we get it out here who, live who, on
3: the show. I thought now three minutes about it not thought ever about this before why is there a two thousand dollar difference who I'm should we, get, some some we, 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 we you know, you know we should get
2: corn. Joel we should get Russell Rhodes from the CME yeah
3: ask him that's a fantastic question bring Russell on bring, yeah bring
4: them on
2: okay I'll reach out to Russell today
4: is it Russell um, is he we haven't talked to him in a long time uh but uh, you know what I'm looking I I'm just I mean theres at- a million, let's ask
3: the chat. There's yeah, that Well, Shizzy, why is there two thousand dollars difference? He says because there's a bunch of middlemen. Well, there's not. You know, if you can do the futures, you can do the spot. I don't know if there's two thousand dollars. You know, I would just say if there isn't all those risks involved, you buy the physical Bitcoin, and short the futures, and collect two thousand dollars. If it's that easy, why isn't everybody else doing it and bringing it in? So I think there's something in there that I don't know. Russell would be an excellent
2: person to ask that question too. Transaction fees. Yeah, I mean it's a, it's a good it's a good question, Dennis. I, I I'll give you that. I'm question.
3: asking that question because I know the answer, and yeah, I, I I don't, I don't know. know the answer. I don't before. know the answer.
2: I will be honest with you. I never occur, it didn't occur to me because I just that's a normal futures market and hacking
3: risk. Alice saying hacking risks. That's what I'm saying too. I'm okay. saying that they're pricing in some hacking risks. Maybe. But let's ask Russell. Let's bring Russell okay. on. We had him that that time question, time. have an email on that question. Have i come
4: on the show and answer it.
2: All right, can we can we talk about what 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 I thought would be the biggest story of the day aside from the Bitcoin ETF? Obviously,
4: seventeen minutes later, sure. Is really is got. we have a
2: new COVID vaccine? If you look at your top gainers to top gainers today, what's up? What's down? Your top two gainers are COVID vaccine related. Ticker VALN is is your big one, Valneva, and it's and they're one of their suppliers is Dynavax, ticker DVAX, which I. Think Mark Chakin has mentioned to us, but Valneva had phase three results of their COVID vaccine candidate, and it was apparently very effective. So both Valneva V-A-L-N and D V A X are trading higher. Uh, the the trial met both its primary endpoints. And you know, in the US we have three three vaccines that are approved and
4: symbol, symbol me again?
2: V-A-L-N. B-A-L-N. Okay. And in other parts of the world they have more vaccines. They're using AstraZeneca. They're using the sputnik out of Russia. This could be yet another one.
4: Uh just my initial thoughts here, and Dennis, I'll let you take it away from that. Is uh, you know, don't get Merck on this one. You know, I, I just you know, you saw the price action in Merck. It, you know, it held up for a couple days and then, and then collapsed. So this is a nice move. You got over $40 in the pre-market. So, you know, make sure you take out that pre-market high of uh, 40, just over 40. Where is that? Uh, 40.70. You take that out, who knows how high it's going to go. But right now, it, you know, it's leaking. And Merck had some crazy trading action afterwards. But we know what happened to Merck. I mean, there's a lot out there. They're all going to be cutting at each other's profits. I see DVAX is not moving as much. Triple D, what are you seeing out there?
3: Uh, I wouldn't buy a bounce like this on a vaccine. No. news. I mean, and, and you can see the market's response. We don't care about vaccine news anymore. The market gives cares zero about new. But we have vaccines coming out. They're everywhere. There's vaccines two, yeah. are everywhere. Do we need another one right now? Probably not. We can't get the people to take the ones that are currently out there. Could the, the last thing we need is more vaccine. The market cares nothing about a new vaccine. Um, it cares on this stock, the specific stock. Stock's getting a pop. I think it fizzles away and, and eventually leaks a lot of it back down. So... I'm um, not a fan of chasing this BAL and move up 31%. I don't think you're going to see a big reopening trade because we have another vaccine because we have vaccines everywhere. Merck was a completely different story because it was a solution to a to somebody who actually has it. it. has it? Yeah. It's completely that's different. different. Vaccine news. Meh, meh. That's why I was challenging weather wires right. number one. Fair I enough. hear Fine. zero uh, about this.
4: Gap up to forty six and a quarter. I would check your news on this day, whatever day, uh September thirteenth, whatever they came out that day. Now all these people that are caught above forty five dollars are like, oh no, man, do I well, do I just I think they're already dog. selling
3: this morning, getting yeah. some of their money back,
2: Joel.
4: Yeah, it looks like it. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but good news nonetheless. All
2: right. We care about China still. China probably matters. There's a couple headlines here this morning out of China. Headline number one is they had GDP for the quarter, and it came in below estimates 4.9% was their GDP reading versus a 5.2% forecast. Um, And uh, so, slowing GDP growth. They said it was um, due to. Power power shortages apparently was was a big a big factor in this. So there's that. That's you, you see the headline and you think oh every Chinese stock trading down today. No 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 not so fast, my friend. You look I don't at see Baidu. Any Chinese
3: stocks trading down. I see FXI well, trading up.
2: Well, uh, I I I I didn't finish. <laughs> <laughs> I'm challenging everything today.
6: You're dealing, are you didn't finish.
2: You okay. well, no, didn't know. let me finish, and that's not true. Every Chinese stock is not trading higher. That is not true at all, but okay. Um, Baidu is trading higher, okay. and that is because, and we've talked about this before on the show, how in China, every major internet giant has its own ecosystem with walls up that it, it, that's walled off from its competitors. The Chinese government has come out and said, hey, we we're, we're not sure about this whole walled garden thing we, we think we might want to break these walls down and integrate basically integrate companies with each other just like in the u.s right in the u.s you know google is is tied as relations with apple they have relations with facebook they're all related to each other uh in china they're talking about doing the same thing uh this benefits baidu because the specific headline here was that Google, uh, not Google, was that China would basically force a company like Tencent, uh, which which owns uh, uh, WeChat, to allow Baidu to show up on Tencent's platform. So basically, right now, you have a company like Baidu is completely walled off from a company like Tencent. You're on Tencent. You're not getting any Baidu at all. Um, this this would change that. This would basically integrate the companies with each other. Uh, that's why Baidu is trading higher because it's seen as as good for Baidu that they could basically get on the Tencent platform and advertise their good access to those consumers that they wouldn't have access to otherwise.
3: Let's see what so, it does at one seventy, Joel. Oh, I mean, I, uh, we're we're t- through it in the pre market, but we're starting to leak back down to it. There's a huge technical resistance at one seventy. I don't care. Let's trade one seventy two, one seventy three in the pre-market. Let's see if it can hold it. If it can hold above one seventy, it gets a little interesting. I'm not buying the rip, especially. Look at the baba chart, look at the fidu chart. We just did, you know, four hours on relationships. These two stocks are related, and if you look at the last two weeks, they're right on top of each other. Yeah, one seventy so and Baba I'd rather here. short the Baidu rip and buy Baba here, and just put the spread on. To be honest, like obviously, you know that's you know the short term trading effects. I don't know where Baidu goes long term. Um, just saying, you know that Baba's you know Baidu up four and a half percent, Baba down half percent. That five percent today, I I think you come in.
4: look at 170 shaping up and Baba too. The other thing that we talked about, you know, on Saturday was, you know, knowns and unknowns in the market, you know, and thing to base, you know, short-term or intermediate trading decisions on. And it's such an unknown, like Spencer just went through all that. Well, it's good for Baidu might be bad for Bob. I mean, those are, I mean, if you're, have to take in that many factors, you know, for a, a train decision. I mean, it's tough. I'm looking at it technically. Baba did trade over 170 in the pre-market last week. Nice little wall there. The, after 170, I think this thing has some hops. I was hoping for a little bit more of a pullback uh, to buy down the cheap and then Baidu. Uh, pre-market high. Dennis mentioned it's up here, just under the 4 a.m. traders. It's another thing we talked about. 4 a.m. traders yeah. got excited, took it yeah, up to 173, 72. Couple highs at 170, and then it starts to open up.
2: It, it, it is hard, Joel, because basically what you're what you're going yeah. off of, what you're going off of this morning, is like one um, comment from the government on one day. You know what I mean? It's like, what are they going to say tomorrow? Right. Right. Exactly. Right. That's that's the thing. So. So, yeah, it, it is it is hard. It is. It, it, this is by no means an indication. Yeah. Great for Ali. Great for Baidu. Because exactly. no, I mean, that's that's what the first reaction is. But that's never going to be. It's never going to be that simple. Right. So. So it's tough here. But but my point in bringing that up was, look, you have competing narratives today. You have China GDP growth slowing and you have this other headline that would appear to be good for a certain companies and not for others. Very difficult to parse either way. I think that was Joel's point, and I and I do agree. Um, you know what's not difficult to parse is this Zillow headline from this morning. Zillow is trading down because they are pausing their iBuyer program. If you ha- if you don't know about this, Zillow Redfin Open Door, they're called iBuyers because they have entered into the real estate market in the U- in the US. They're buying homes based on what their algorithm tells them to buy. Um, initial reactions would indicate that they're not very good at it yet. Um, Zillow, Zillow has not made money off this. First off, they've only bought, uh, I was reading about this the other, the other week Zillow is, um, in the first six months of the year, I think they only bought, um, a couple thousand homes. Um, yeah. Oh no, this was, this was last year. So last year Zillow bought 4,000 homes.
3: Well, they should be out, way up in those homes.
2: Out of the six point five million homes sold in the U.S., Zillow bought four thousand of them,
3: and that sounds awesome. They should be up like twenty-five to thirty percent. Well, them. They're, if not, they're not
2: making money on those homes. They're they not. Suck. They're not really. Okay. Well, they, they really. Suck so, on so one of the reasons they're pausing this program sale. today is because they've actually they, they're pausing their buying because they have a backlog that they need to sell first.
4: So yeah, you know, I was it. just gonna say, if you're gonna create an algorithm that tells you when to buy, then you also create an algorithm that tells you when to sell. And I mean, you can buy, 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 and now they're kind of competing against themselves now. I mean, this is this is horrible news. I mean, not only for Zillow, but kind of for you know, the the economy and the housing market. I mean, eventually we were going to hit a glut, right? I'm just looking at 80, just technically, you know, I don't know how this news is going to work out in the long time, uh, in the long term, uh, 85, I see a low at 83, 93. And then it was surrounded by a bunch of lows around 85. That's the only level you have. That's the only thing you can lean on have not hit that yet in so, the pre-market.
2: So there's a really good blog post, an article about this, uh, on, on Medium that I read a couple weeks ago. And and this guy Corey Left, Kobe Lefkowitz did did some digging on the numbers. And according to Kobe, he said that so since Zillow began meaningfully buying homes in 2019, the average value of is if a home that Zillow has sold has increased 16%. They're making sixteen percent on average on their homes, which is Not great when you look at the last 12 to 16 months. Yeah, I think home
3: prices are up like 25 to 30% in that time. So they've lagged to a certain
2: extent. Or you can just look at the entire picture and say, okay, in the first half of the year, Zillow lost about $667 million. That's interesting when you consider the fact that the housing market is on fuego right now. Yeah. And they can't really... Turn of profit. So, so, okay, it would appear to be that right now, we're still, you know, only a couple years into this, it would appear that Zillow, Redfin, Opendoor, um, those are the three largest I buyers, that they're, just because they're buying some homes doesn't mean necessarily that they're A, driving up prices, or B, actually good at it, right? Um, that part remains to be seen. The headline this morning would indicate that Zillow is not super great. If they have to pause the buying to get through their backlog of the homes that they already own would indicate that they're working out the Kings still. Not to say that can't, that can't be done, but that's what's happening here. This People morning, are so. looking
3: to buy the dip everywhere, um, everywhere, not even just, you know, like there's certain sectors that have obviously underperformed, but I think after yes, last week's rally, I think people buy this dip. I, I, don't even care about the headline i just think that there's a lot of support at 85 you're 86 and a half on zg here this morning you can look obviously we talked, you know the share class arbitrage a little bit on the weekend too but zebra zg pick your poison there's two there's major support down there for zg around 84 85 same thing for ZGZ. um so lots of z's in there I, i think people buy the dip just as domino's pizza they bought the dip I like the business Domino's Pizza much better. Although did you see sold they it sold off. it right away? Yeah, I sold it back off too. So yeah, that was interesting a... in itself. So again, don't chase. You know, the main, main, main reason, main thing here is don't chase. Even IWM today. So you had, you know, SPY looks pretty darn good from Friday. IWM did not look good on Friday. And actually no. closed fairly weak. We had some separation happening there again. So IWM, I like back down to 220. I don't know if you're going to get all the way back down there. But I am looking. I do believe Spencer Israel's thesis that we're going to be at new all-time highs by the end of the year is going to hold. That's my opinion. I'm looking to buy dips on everything. I'd even be considering buying the dip on Z and ZG, leaning on the lows of the move.
2: Wow. I did not expect that coming. You
3: didn't expect me to buy
2: the dip. Well, on Zillow. (laughs) (laughs) Not not, not on Zillow. Not on Zillow.
3: And again, I wish it wasn't Zillow, Spencer. I'm just at this point right now where I think they'd buy the dip on everything. All right.
5: Mitch, what's up? Hey, so I think
3: money managers will buy the dip on this just because they're looking to buy the dip on stuff.
5: I think what's going on here is more of a buyer situation than a Zillow situation. I think what's going on here is loans are getting harder and harder to get, even though rates are lower. So they're requiring more on the credit side and the requirements for income, because I think banks are concerned, even though there's low interest, they just don't want to be passing out loans yeah i mean that could be
2: yeah i mean the down payment is 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 the is the barrier to entry right now it's not it's
4: not they, the they it don't want to get they don't want to give loans based on the valuations that that are coming out now because the, the yeah. you know a house that you could have bought for four hundred thousand 000 and got a loan for now you're paying 575 for you know did it really you know they're are, are evaluate you know are the appraisals going to keep going up like that i mean
2: well there is a narrative out there that zillow is responsible for driving up prices in certain markets Which, when you look at the actual quantity of homes that zillow has bought it doesn't really hold water um, but it's a convenient scapegoat then again as as the chat noted could also just blame it on private equity because everyone's buying homes
4: so. just from a just from a fundamental uh perspective when yeah. uh when i had a discussion with um, with gene and uh gene munster and sean udall sean liked the open uh, uh gene liked the z uh i think they're a neutron redfin but their thesis was and it did have anything to do with them, you know buying up houses and trying to flip houses. Their thesis was is that they were gonna get a bigger piece of the pie that more people were gonna be you you know, you young kids like you are gonna be using these platforms as opposed to using your traditional brokers and they're they're just gonna get a bigger piece, you know, it's kind of like tesla is tesla going to have 100% of the ev market no yeah. but if they keep getting a bigger percentage a percentage of people buying cars then that's good for the company so that's a long term thesis you can you know put that in your pipe and smoke it but that they're just looking for them to increase their market share that's three different. minutes
3: let's go on and zillow too long talk to well long. you talked about the bitcoin etf, ETF so
2: for I'm 10 bored. minutes Dennis, on your 30 well, seconds Dennis, Dennis, what do you want to talk
3: about well yeah if oh mitch let's you... go you know what let's go talk amc, let's AMC? Go talk... Oh, you... all right the... okay all right. Great call last week mitch was mitch alerted us three days ago that it looks joel mitch? said it too no no joel, like joel, joel said it too. joel, joel yeah. said, it. Mitch said it too Mitch and Joel. Because we're eight. Calls. Look how nice I
5: am. Giving we'll you be honest. Off. I said it Friday. Joel said it Monday.
3: <laughs> Wait. <laughs> like, <laughs> like this Monday? No, last Monday. Last, last Monday. Monday. Oh, yeah, okay, last Monday. So
5: last, he said it on Monday. Yeah. And I had brought it up on live trading yeah, nice Friday the, bottom, the, the week prior.
3: twelve. anything you trade technically long-term amc i still don't understand it but i'll tell you it doesn't it's separated from all fundamentals all that matters is the technicals the technicals are looking okay there was a dip friday night and it, it was dipping down a dollar and a half friday night i don't even know why but it was a buy the dip opportunity and amc is moving higher here too i'm not yeah. saying load the boat in amc i'm just saying these apes weekend they're, I,
5: they're, weekend catalyst spencer right
3: <laughs> yeah, and Spencer Israel went
2: to a movie. Okay, fine. Did are, you are, see are, Nicole Kidman there?
5: Are are we about to have like a
2: um a more a, a moral debate here? What movie did you here? see? Because I did. We did go to the movies over the weekend. I now I wore before anyone says anything. I wore. We both wore masks the entire time.
6: Get
5: um, get um.
2: And before we even went, we you know how you can like buy your tickets online ahead of time. We didn't do that, but we looked at like the seat map. Way, we, really we, went like- see, we went to see we went to see James Bond, and we went we looked at the seat map and like as of three hours before showtime, ninety percent of the of the seats were had not been purchased yet. So we thought, okay, it won't be crowded, and we were right. It really wasn't it wasn't that crowded. But we did go. If anyone wants to shame me for it, go ahead. Our quarantine is over. Quarantine well, is
3: over, right? You're, you're you're not work. even sick anymore. Yeah. Why sick, are you are at you? work? You guys. Why are sick? you, why are you that? at
0: work?
2: Oh, I figured I would I should probably ask someone before I just showed up, Um,
3: but you
4: go to the movies. When I went to the movies. Exactly. The <laughs> huh.
3: quarantine's up. You're not sick. I mean, I don't know when you're officially COVID free, or what they say. Or COVID free. It, but... it,
2: Dennis. It's months. The, the doctor said it, it could be like I. I'll, it could be months before I can. I have. But if you ability... don't have
3: any symptoms and you're not right. coughing all over the place, right, and, exactly. and they and the doctors say your quarantine's over. I Guess you got to go with that. And that's so...
2: exactly exactly. So anyway, I am your weekend catalyst. We saw James Bond. It was a half hour too long, but it was pretty good otherwise. Uh, let's see. Let's see what the chart says.
4: Okay, and it, it just real quickly, uh, no one can steal this from me because I'm the first to do it. This is the ape formation here. It's a new technical term. They're mm-hmm. going to put it in uh, Edwards and McGee. And this is when you know you have a big sell off, and then it just kind of buys a bunch of lows in the same area, a little consolidation. Uh, this is uh, only specific to AMC. So this is the eight formation right here. And then... <laughs> <laughs> He's got the eight formation
3: down to a Joe is. Alcon has coined this. The <laughs> yeah, eight no, formation. next
4: week y'all will be claiming it, but... Uh, <laughs> oh let, yeah, let's...
3: Kramer will be claiming it next week. Oh yeah, let's tune it in right now. For sure. Uh,
4: 41, uh, you know, someone's taking some profits here. At 41, not much here on the dailies. My next daily high, 41.95. So that's all I can say about it technically. Uh, going into today's session.
2: All right. It's 836 on a Monday. We've got to you save day. the show. Day. If there's anybody... Tim Quast saved if, the show, apparently. If there is anyone
3: who can save this show from being one of the worst in our history, it's Tim Quast. You need to save this show. We've argued about Bitcoin roll. Well, you
4: argued with everybody, Dennis. I mean I'm
3: not an arguing and feisty kind of Tim. I won't Tim. argue with Tim. I'm
4: going on mute. Fight with Tim. I'm, I, no, no, so
3: I'm gonna join I, I love Tim. I won't fight with Tim. I'm gonna join Me and Tim have you. been on the same page for a decade here that's so, right that's tim, right tim bring bring us in i'm just gonna mute myself and let tim talk so we save the show. <laughs> me too
7: well i'm sorry i didn't catch most of the first half then good that's a good out. thing
2: <laughs>
7: <laughs> spencer welcome back good to hey, see ben. you you seem to be uh well and healthy i um, i'm i'm
2: i'm, I'm a, yeah i am feeling i'm feeling good thank good. you i'm good, feeling good. good yeah
7: yeah
2: yeah good yeah um tim you know what? Maybe <laughs> Tim can answer this question. So we we were, so Tim, I'm sure you've, you've heard by now that we're, we're getting a, a Bitcoin futures ETF this week. We are looking at you Here's know so. the the different different futures contracts, and oh. as is normal with the futures contracts, there's some contango. You go out to see, you look at the March, February, trading at a premium to the Novembers and the Octobers, right? Um, yeah. Hmm. As Dennis astutely pointed out, there's no real cost to carry. Bitcoin. So, why 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 do you suppose the Bitcoin futures market is trading just like the oil futures market and the gold futures market when it's not a physical good physical oil that you, the in theory you you could take possession of if you were to hold it through that expiration? Well,
3: I suppose you could take possession of Bitcoin too.
2: Well, what that that's, it, that's right.
3: That's what we're saying. It's easier to take possession. So we see a $2,000 spread in Bitcoin, you know, between the futures and the spot. You
0: have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok shop
3: Like mm-hmm. okay, I'm not a crypto trader, so yeah. you know I mean, I, that, I, I've tried to speculate earlier, but you know I was wondering, and you're not, and maybe you're not a crypto trader either, but I don't know why.
7: I, I'm not, <clears throat> but I, you know, it's interesting. The, the discussion of derivatives is always uh, informative, and maybe it's just as simple as this: that people don't really understand futures, <laughs> particularly this that's crowd that's trading, that's trading cryptocurrencies. They don't understand futures. Uh, And and it's, you know, that's concerning. It's concerning that that an an exchange traded fund, which is a genius idea. We've talked about this before, uh, that that they were created by commodity traders. And that's an interesting juxtaposition. ETFs were created by commodity traders uh, from State Street. Right. Well, they're right. So, so that they, right. So, ra- you know, the idea behind exchange traded funds was, well, wouldn't it be awesome if we could trade the warehouse receipt instead of actually moving stuff in and out of the warehouse? That was the whole idea behind exchange traded funds. So there is, there's, uh, the, you know, they're cousins already, ETFs and futures, but most people don't understand them. Most people don't understand exchange traded funds either. Uh, so I, I yeah. think you just you, you you believe that there's going to be greater demand because of this ETF, and so everybody plows into the the futures as far out as they can. I think it's that. Simple.
4: Do you know Do you know that the the futures on the market you fully margined? You have to you have to put out the full amount. There's no there's no you know like five mar- ten. There is no it.
3: margin. You have to put the
4: full amount. You have up. to put the full amount up. So okay. you got to be a player with some big money. Even to j- just trade one contract there, right? So I just, I just want I mean, to that's there. a big right.
3: edge too. That we know if, right. if, if there was right. fully margin, you'd say, okay, yeah, you don't have to put the full amount up so you can get exposure to more in that way. But when it's full, you know, that doesn't, you know, tell the reason for the $2,000 difference either.
7: Yeah, right. Well, I, I, it's supply and demand to me. That's the, and that, that's the, that's a nice, uh, uh, uh linkage between, market structure edge and these markets, it's, you know, it's, it's all about, that's really what we come back to. It's supply and demand and and the, the trouble with understanding supply and demand's effect on, on derivatives is that they are, they're the, they're applied, they're implied demand and implied supply that may or may not actually manifest at the time. And that's what gets confusing. And of course that today, today, new options are trading. So the, the options that were for October expiration lapsed on Friday and settled Saturday morning. So now there's a new series that's trading and all of this stuff comes back to me to supply and demand. Uh, I always like to talk about the, you know, the thing for traders to keep in mind, just so that you're aware, you're prudent, you're well-informed. It's good to know what you're doing, uh, that, that mortgage-backed securities back in 2006. Uh, became a way for the residential mortgage market to absorb a lot more demand for the underlying supply. And the trouble with that is when the prices of residential mortgages stopped rising, then all of that implied demand got written to zero. That's always the risk uh, with, with a derivative instrument. And I'm not, look, I've got nothing against ETFs and futures and so on. I just think that you should understand that. And that when prices become uncertain, now we've added an element of magnitude, potentially, if this continues on the course that it appears to be on, uh, to the, the cryptocurrency market by introducing uh, implied supply and demand that can be marked to zero. This is how you increase volatility in markets. On that happy note, let's yeah let, let's go into the markets. Right. <laughs> let, let's well, go well,
3: in. It, obviously, you know, we can go into some individual stocks. Maybe we should just check out some individual stocks as we got Netflix. <laughs> let's go to Netflix. We got Netflix okay. gonna report tomorrow, okay. tomorrow, tomorrow. Uh, Tesla's gonna report Wednesday. Let's look at the market structure here. Break down okay. Netflix Tesla for us.
7: And uh, drum roll, we have, we have officially launched Microstructure Edge 2.0. So nice. we'll be, that will become the, the uh, platform as of a week from now. And uh, it, the, the principal difference is that we've made it very easy to understand supply and demand. That's the whole point here. So everything now will be supply and demand. Notice on my graph here for the October 18 Benzinga portfolio, where demand is rising and supply is falling, that it's very. That's what we want to put all the focus on. You know, it's supply and demand, and understanding the underlying motivation. This is the challenge for technical technical charting to me. It's that we we don't know what the motivation of the money behind the prices is. It would be good to know that because they don't have the same purpose and time. Uh, uh, But we can now just go through here and I can look at everything. If I want to look at Tilray and compare it to STEM, I can immediately see those comparisons and see what the supply-demand differences are. So it makes it very quick and easy. So let's go look at Netflix. uh, And and Tesla, again, I mean, Tesla has never ceased to be an extraordinary (laughs) market component. So here's Netflix from a supply-demand perspective. So demand has peaked. That's what happens when it begins to come down but it's still way above five and the supply side continues to fall it was very high i mean the reason the price stopped rising right here is because short volume was over 50 percent and way above trend so price stopped rising but this does not this to me says if you're in netflix you could stay in netflix the likelihood that this produces uh, a stable stock at least, and maybe a, a, a rising one if short volume continues to work its way back below 50% and demand stays above five. It's just a 10-point scale, folks. And you can go go do this yourselves. You can go, if you haven't used Edge, go to market structure edge, sign up for a free trial, put your name and email in and put Netflix in. Into it. You can just look it up just like I did there and uh, expand the time and you can go back and see what has happened uh, over time. Netflix has performed well because it spends a lot of time above five. You own stuff that's above five tends to do better. Uh, And if we looked at Tilray as a contrast, you know, you you had the Mm -hmm. cannabis uh, show Mm -hmm. last week, right? So so, uh, how's cannabis? Well, if we look at this cannabis portfolio over here, mine has 11. You may have something else in it. And I can just look over the past 30 days and see that it's spending the components combined are spending a lot of time below five. Well, it's not great. The demand is rising now, but it's not back to five. The supply side not bad at all. It's it's uh, it's near 40%. So let's go in here and look at tilray. Tilray is a one, and it's been a one. It's about 34% short versus 45% in the S&P 500. Uh, the lead behavior is high-speed traders just machines like citadel and virtue just trading it against other things uh and so when should we buy tilray Look at this. This is a, you know, this is a 30 day view, 30 trading days. And the you want to see this green part of the graph above five. <laughs> no long ways it's to not, go. Right. It's not. So it, 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 it's just not great. Uh, now, maybe if we come out of this options expirations period, so t- today, new options trade tomorrow, banks will true up the books. Wednesday, our volatility expirations, Very important to know about that. Because everybody will reset their volatility trades. That's both low volatility. I might say, you know, I've got a, some JP Morgan funds through my financial advisors that are meant to track the S&P 500, but at 50% less volatility. Well, that involves derivatives that are designed to take out some of the, the volatility or offset it with some premiums, options premiums. So if that stuff picks up, maybe there's an opportunity in Tilray. But don't buy Tilray right now. I mean, Do you just, ever buy
3: any stock with a market sentiment at one?
7: Yeah, Netflix.
3: Netflix. <laughs> Actually,
7: Netflix, yeah. It's very interesting to see that if you, we could go back test the data. And of course, historical data is no guarantee of future performance that is similar, but it's worth looking at. So if I, you know, if I buy Netflix at one, I like one in 10 is really great with Netflix, usual. Now we'll see. Uh, so again, it depends. For me, this is really good. If, if Netflix is a one because it spends so little time there, if it goes to one, you should buy it because it's almost never a one uh, that, you know, th- that means if you're trading it all the time, you're going to have to have a different entry point than a one. Uh, but you could make 8% in 23 days. Now you say, well, that's not very much. Oh, yes, it is. It's very good. 29% holding it 90 days. You're doing better than that on a proportionate basis. So Yes. There, there are one, there, the, the stocks that spend very little time at one, NVIDIA is another, uh, Tesla is another. If those stocks are at one, it's a, you could set up an alert to tell you when it's a one so that you, you buy it when it's a one. And it's you know that simple. Ray does to, that <laughs> <laughs> Tilray does not fit that
3: bill. Tilray
7: does not fit. Tilray is just miserable. If we put Til- Tilray in here and just just back to why you would say, well, it trades know, on one all the time. <laughs> one all the time. Exactly. It's really not more complicated than that. I mean, look at that. It's it, buying a one, buying Tilray when it's a one is almost as bad. As just buying and holding it. <laughs> it's like you know, it's down 49% the last 90 days. And why is that? Because look how much time it has spent below five. So you want to find stuff that spends no a lot of time above it. five. Asana. Asana is, you know, that's it there's a stock that if you, you know, here's a stock that spends a lot of time above five that, that was a jason a
3: rasnick call. pick by the way we got to give Ras some props okay well there a, you go Razz pick back at 22 dollars, i think or 25 dollars. ras great call i don't know if he still got it Cho- choosing wisely that's a that's
7: very good look at all that time above 10. i mean and here was an awesome new entry point if it drops below five okay that's a great time to buy it would have made 20 percent in about five days on asana so it's you know that's really supply and demand and it will be interesting, Spencer, to see back, bringing it full circle, how having an ETF in cryptocurrencies in ETFs are infinitely elastic. That's what that's the difference between, you know, ETFs are just going out and buying cryptocurrencies. They're going to use futures, right? And futures also are infinitely elastic. So you take an infinitely elastic vehicle called a futures contract, and you put it into an infinitely elastic vehicle called an exchange-traded fund. And what I mean by that is ETFs can create as many shares as are necessary to accommodate demand and keep the price right in line with the futures contract. Well, that's great on the way up. The trouble is always on the way down. And, Dennis, here's something interesting to ponder. So I've been noting in my own trades that the likelihood that my trades are fragmented into fractions of pennies are 10 times higher on the way up than the, on the way down than the way up. So there'll be a penny spread in my trades on the way up, on the way down, it's a 10th of a penny, even a hundredth of a penny. I'll, I'll get intermediated. So that tells me something. It means it's very easy for money to get into the market. It's a lot harder for it to get out. And so those traits get
3: fragmented. That makes sense. Yeah.
2: And there's a couple of questions for Tim in the chat. Tim, I believe we've got yeah. you on the calendar for on the Power Hour this Friday, I think. Okay. So yeah. we'll save those questions. Everyone, try tune into that.
4: Some power. Okay. I just want to ask you one, one question here because yeah. we sure. talk about we talk about entries and you know using. Yeah. Um, Using market structure edge, take a look at uh at Bank America for me, yeah. Because sure. it's a scream. It's got a, It's a screaming ten, right? It has to be a screaming ten. Well,
7: I don't know. Let's find out. Oh, it's no, got to be five.
0: Not, it's not a necessarily. Five. It's it a five.
7: Yeah, it's a five, and it spends a lot of time at five, which is interesting. You know, what what do you do with stocks that spend a lot of time at five? Hold them during periods of market uh, basing. You know, so if if, if Tesla hmm. stops rising. Go to the fives, like Costco. You know, if you if you want to ride uh, an options expiration's period out, put your money in Costco. Wow, it's just a I... five, a five, a five. Yeah. So, but th- that's the thing, Joel. It won't give you awesome performance. It's going to give you what the market does effectively. The market's about a five-four most of the time. So you right wouldn't,
4: yeah. Ten. So you just then you hold this puppy right until yeah. it goes. What's you the last can... time uh, well, it's a ten? You know what I mean? Can you ten. do that? It was, it was a 10
7: right here. So it was a 10 at the month end transition. Now, why was that? Well, because everybody was, because the market was very volatile, remember? So if we look at the broad market sentiment at the transition from September to October, look at it. We got clocked, right? So this was was the the market right there. Yeah, so everybody shoved their money into low volatility vehicles. and, And Bank of America is a great example. People like me using JP Morgan. Oh, the market's volatile. Put your money in st- the stuff that we will measure as fives. Put it in Bank of America, Costco, Philip Morris, uh, Procter & Gamble. Stuff that's going to be 50% less volatile than the broad market, and that's where you want to be during volatility. As soon as the volatility's over, back to Tesla we go, and NVIDIA, and so on. It's the, it's the way to think about the supply and demand of the marketplace and where the money's going to go.
2: Tim Quatt is the founder of Market Structure Edge. Link is hey, on the screen. Joins us every hey, Monday, Tim. Hey, one more Spencer.
7: Thing. I want. To, I want to bring. There. Here's. there's the gravitas for this program, and it's got okay. nothing to do with Market Structure Edge. I, you guys have been busy, but I want to note that Colin Powell passed away this morning, and uh, uh, you, you know, I had that. I had a chance to hear him speak one time. Uh, I actually traded letters with him once. I. I can't even remember what it was about. Uh, but I want to acknowledge the passing of a very fine American at age 84 today, uh, Colin Powell.
2: As, as you should. I saw that that happen right at the top of our show, I believe. So as, as yeah. you should. Uh, Tim, thanks, thanks, em- for, thanks a lot. We'll talk oh, to you again to next week. You.
4: Triple okay. D, what did you do to the market?
3: Didn't buy, I guess, was the problem there. We got supply, oh, we got- no demand.
4: Look at this. We Another, another, that was just like another seven, eight point leg down. I'm not sure. We got selling balances.
3: 440, 441. So again, you know, we had three day ripper here. Up uh-huh. 120 points. It went further than I thought because on the morning, you know, on Friday morning show, I thought it was overdone and we continued to rip higher here. So now we're getting the pullback, a little bit of the pullback anyways. I do believe you're looking at dips to buy here. Honestly, I'm looking, I think you're going to be looking at, I think this market has still got new highs on the brain here and i think you're buying the pullback not only in spy here this morning and iwm as well now again you know we've run a long way so i'd rather get spy down at 440 but there's individual stocks that are probably going to give you some levels so i don't see much on spy but there's definitely some individual stocks that are probably going to get you some levels and what about gold what about spencer's gold trade are you interested in buying gold here giving you the second shot right um. now spencer here you go, yes. right back down to where you were talking about. And then three days ago, we thought you missed it. Oh, yeah. you didn't miss it. Yeah, it gives you another right. chance.
2: You're right, Dennis. You're right. coming
3: back pressure. In a bit.
4: under pressure.
2: What, what 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 shirt are you wearing, Dennis? What is what, what is that? Daddy
3: Shark. This is my life, man.
5: <laughs> <All
3: right. laughs> yeah. Cool. I only rotate like five shirts for the show. if You haven't noticed <laughs> yeah. yet. So. All right.
5: Yeah. Uh, we'll
2: do some ticker time here. Um, hey, the hey, ticker time. Next few minutes um it, it was convenient that Dennis pointed out Netflix and Tesla both both trading higher into their earnings they both have headlines this morning but the headlines frankly I don't think are relevant I think that it's more to do with the earnings are you
4: watching um, that uh that squid game or whatever no
2: no I haven't', I haven't you're going to Ooh, yeah man. I will I, I will you gonna I, watch I, that
4: one
2: I, I'm very I'm very delayed I'm very late on my pop culture I will wait until. I'm never yeah, in the culture so in the moment. I'm always I'm in the never mind. in
4: the moment for that show. Me and Joel
2: uh, are
3: five years behind the culture. Yeah. Usually it's not, I don't know. We're People so far like behind it. that sometimes we're early.
4: Uh, I was just looking at the Netflix. I know it's coming to the report. It's it had a made that all-time high and you know, bunch up and consolidation here. So sure it looks like it wants to take a shot at that all-time high yeah. and then Tesla's been running into its report. Just even, when I noticed when the market was even going down a couple days last week, it was still going up. So, uh, boom, next monthly high in Tesla is not to 880.50 if you're looking to get out ahead of the report.
6: A couple
3: right, grab some
4: tickers. I'll grab a couple to start yeah. with. First, sure.
3: um, Upstart getting a downgrade here, which <gasps> the stock has just been a monster. So somebody's trying to call the top of the bear. I'm, I'm trying to go from my memory. Who was it? Downgrade this
4: morning. UPST, I believe, to underweight, too. So I don't know what's has got in front of them? Down 1873. I don't know. Pick your poison in this one. I'd say (laughs) you're two-day low. Let's see what happens at your two-day low, if it even gets there. 347.57.
3: Downgraded at, oh, yeah. No, it's Bank America. Sorry. Bank America downgraded it. Um, To underperform, price target 300. So they're saying it's overdone. So you got an analyst call on the top. The question is, yeah, you did sneak your head above 400. They're downgrading in perfect timing. You sneak your head above the 400, and then, you know, you's close not above it. And everybody kind of had 400 in the brain. I think you pull back to 350 here, maybe. The question is, did they just come and buy the dip on this dog, too? It's so loved. I don't know if I want to buy it on day one, though. and It's so overbought that I think there's there could be some more to slide ahead. So it's not an easy call.
4: If you want to try and sneak out on a gap fill, uh yesterday's low is not that far away, 380 60. And then at old time closing high, they'll be stacked up there at three ninety. But there's there's some levels upside and downside for you.
3: Disney downgraded too. Chat saying obviously we saw that as well. Down four bucks here. Big support oh. one sixty nine to one seventy, yeah, so three bucks, bucks away range. from here. Yep. This is a stock you absolutely do not chase under any circumstances. We have the accordion chart, as Mister Alcon has coined over the years, where it just keeps going up and down, up and down, up Nothing. and down. Yeah, yeah, middle of nowhere. It's just in a range. You're Like, if you're playing the range, it's 168 to 185. So you're coming closer to the bottom of the range here now. I wouldn't be selling it down here. But, I mean, the Disney Plus is the wild card. And like I've said, I've poo-pooed that quite a bit here lately, that they just don't have the content there. And if they start losing subscribers there, Disney could actually take a hit.
2: Uh, there was also the report last week that was swiftly denied that they're maybe trying to spin off ESPN. So
3: um is worth not much anyways in my way. Uh
2: it is not. What, what about US Steel? Also downgraded this morning. Um
3: I forget. Cyclical Morgan Stanley taking it to sell from anyway. buy to sell. So that's lowering flat. the price target to 17. I've been wanting to buy US Steel. I bought Cleveland Cliffs. I've been wanting to buy US Steel too. I'm not gonna probably buy on the day it's downgraded here to sell because that can spook the street, but you got support down there in the low twenties. still it, it, it's tough. I wanna be long. Some commodities because the inflation aspect of it but there's also the consideration that the prices went up so much on some of these you know that you know and steel prices went up as well Is, are we at a point where some construction projects get put on hold just due to increased you know material costs That that's a question I mean I, I've got a, a friend that you know does you know big quoting for you know major construction projects and he said that this one company that he was quoting for it was a 450 million dollar project um, just 6 months ago they requoted it now 650 million not a joke so i'm like what do they do i'm like well in this case they had to go through with it but there's definitely going to be some uh, uh, you know are you you know are you going to start to see some construction projects major construction projects mm. get put on the back burner when construction costs are up 20 30% over the course of the last year that might happen so infrastructure bills a wild card here too I want some exposure. I still kind of like U.S. Steel. I've been kind of liking it down here in the 20 to 21. I've played it a couple times because it's been working. I'm not buying on the first days downgrade, though.
4: All right. Uh, boom, 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 20 and a half. Dennis mentioned the area. I, there's a lot of symbols here we missed. I'm going to hop over. Premarketprep.com and cover those. So uh, take it away, guys.
2: All right. I'm going to stay on for just a second. There's a couple of things I want to uh, I want to cover here. Uh, someone, that, uh, A few people in the chat talked about Bakkt. B-A-K-K-T, the crypto exchange, which is going public via SPAC. That SPAC conversion starts today. So uh, today, the ticker will be B-K-K-T. The old ticker What, what v- was the ticker on that one before? V-I-H. That was on, V-I-H. There was a really good Twitter thread about this over the weekend from Fidel Cashflow, who's a good follow on Twitter if you don't follow Fidel Cashflow. Um, it's basically cool name. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, it, it is a cool name. Basically... Uh, if you don't know anything about it, um, it was it, it is a crypto exchange that is being spun off from ICE, ICE, which owns the New York Stock Exchange. Um, the implication there was that, oh, this is a company that's backed by ICE. Right? This is backed by NICE. They know what they're doing. I think what this may end up becoming is not so much like... A, th- a situation where oh, ICE is backing this company. It's oh, ICE is spinning this off because it's a dumpster fire. I want to show you the screenshot here from this Twitter thread over the weekend that I saw. All right, um, BKKT right backed. Yeah, uh, BKKT is your is your symbol. Um, they might miss their guidance by ninety percent. Their sales guidance and their uh, user guidance by ninety percent. Okay. 90% miss. In March, uh, oh, I'm sorry, in January, the company guided revenues for the year of $900 million on 9 million users. It looks not like now they could miss those numbers by 90%. I don't, full disclosure, I don't Sound know. It's not like where I this... want to get down
3: and dirty in this anytime
2: soon. Full disclosure, I don't know where this screenshot is from. It's honestly, obviously from some sort of analyst note. I, I don't know what it doesn't say. Um, but this looks like kind of a dumpster fire. Here's a screenshot of Google search terms or or Google search trends for, for backed and backed app going back to October of last year. Okay. This does not look great. Um, this is a company that's going public with a $2 billion market cap and, it's. I mean, you can see the trading this morning. I'll pull. Up, I don't know it's if you nine dollars and forty cents. So yeah.
3: it's just trading kind of flat from where I guess it went off the board at nine dollars and thirty six cents. So it's trading. I don't know. This those numbers scare me away. So I know nothing about this. Um But you know, not you're not you're not
2: winning me at hello on this one. I'm not trying. I'm trying to lose you. At hello.
3: <laughs> you're trying to lose. Me at hello. I'm
2: trying to lose you at hello. you lost uh, me at hello. So yeah. Um. So and I also so wanted I'm to bring pumped. up. Uh, earnings calendar. Obviously, this week uh is the start of big earnings week. We didn't really cover any of this morning. We had Albertsons and State Street, but uh tomorrow is the first really big day of of the season. Tomorrow morning we've got Johnson Johnson. We've got Procter and Gamble. We've got Philip Morris. Uh, this is a a, whatever calendar, but Netflix tomorrow afternoon. United Airlines. Um. Yeah, uh, Tesla later in the week, Snapchat later in the week, Chipotle, Intel, Verizon, IBM, Southwest. You got like 50 freaking big big reports. It's a big big week. Tesla,
3: Netflix, Intel, PayPal, some of the big names, Snap so and then obviously the next week we're going to get into mega cap tech so earnings season's in it we're, we're getting into the thick of it we're going to start getting
2: in the thick of it so it's exciting yep. yep exactly so i wanted to bring that on your radar um and there's a couple more ratings this morning that we didn't that we didn't get to real quick i i, I thought i saw some more i'm gonna pull them up in the pro right now uh or go back to it in the pro we talked about us steel um disney had- and upstart those are the three that i had the big ones um, I thought I saw another one. Disney and Upstart. Um, there was another Space downgrade.
3: Oh, man. To sell. I saw that one,
2: too. Yeah. There was uh, UBS it's down tough, to sell in Space. SPCE.
3: 15 and- to 16 on Space. That's what I like better than. That's where I originally got in. Um, I like the fifteen to sixteen area. So I think you've come this far. You might have a date with fifteen to sixteen. So I think if you're buying at nineteen, it could be early.
2: Just last way. thing I wanted to say was I don't know if you all have been following uh, the story with John Deere, but the strike, the strike. I was reading about that over the weekend. It does not look good for the company. Uh, there are people talking. I guess there was apparently a big strike in the '80s, um, and this is drawing a lot of parallels to that. They had their office workers in their production,
3: and the market shrugged it off on Thursday. So we saw this Thursday morning where they were really, you know, the strike was happening, and, and Deer was actually trading down ten dollars on that news. And we saw them buy the dip on that huge level, three twenty-two. So they were selling it right into major support. That was the low back from you know June, and a lot of people, you know, even myself, sometimes poo-poo the technicals. The technicals worked like a charm on this deer. The major support held. You're coming back up now. I think on dips, you still buy deer. Really? Yep. Wow. Yeah. All right. You're, you're you know you're really... I'm very I'm fairly consistent you really buying about buying dips every and every Selling dip. rips. I'm you're not never... even I'm not even concerned what the company is at this point in time. It's worth been buying the dip. And selling the rip isn't working so well, I'm just applying it to everything.
2: You are indiscriminately <laughs> buying
3: every dip. I'm indiscriminately buying dips and selling rips, pretty wow. much. Unless it's like it's a headline like Space, where I, I'm i not buying the dip on Space today. Wow. All right. All right. Beautiful. I'm going, though, everyone. Thanks for a uh, great chat here today, keeping me in line. <laughs> we'll All see right. you guys.
5: Um, Before we go into kind of the the week's wrap up, I just want to really quickly put some areas on people's charts um, or radars. Uh, Specialty retail is definitely an area that I'd pay attention to. I know that we have our supply chain issues, but for some reason Amazon's looking really good for a breakout. If you look at that last candle on Friday, I actually really like that candle. It's whenever I feel like some people were getting bearish on Amazon – all of a sudden it has a strong candle it could take off at least i feel um so amazon's one to put on your radar meli m-e-l-i i like that chart and then if we go into smaller specialty retailers like best buy wayfair o- overstock ulta ulta is a really good one the makeup maker or yeah, the makeup is, that, is that an
2: all-time high
5: Look at that That, one. Well,
2: what what the hell is is that? What is that? It's
5: near an all-time high from August. I'm pretty sure that was earnings. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I'm going to continue to expect to see that one up. DKS, BGFV. So those are some that you can watch and some industries to keep on watch right now. I like uh, shipping to see if it's going to come back. UPS, FedEx. Um, You could also keep your eyes on department stores. KSS looking to fill the gap macy's looking strong there uh trucking is interesting that's an in industry that most people don't pay attention to doing I mean, really well uh usak is a name in there and the name that i'll give to make for a laggard play is b-e-s-t that's best um diversify I don't, I don't know either of these there you go you see i got gotcha. you yeah. all right i'm bringing you some um, in, some research that i did on the weekend all right uh, diversified industrials not looking too bad ge is my play in there um i'm actually starting to like the play spencer uh, look at the oh, monthly I, I already lost money in g i don't need to lose more money in G E. all right so not a bad <laughs> one for you then maybe look at the railroads for you trn gbx trn and was the other one a gbx gbx okay so those are some other areas that I've been looking. I've been seeing the railroads actually really break out. If you look at the major ones, you'll see they're leading. These are more laggard plays, and I'm gonna see if they can continue to move. They're not the biggest moves. You're talking about maybe you know the returns on these are like five, ten percent versus like you know, a big momentum stock that moves like twenty or thirty percent. But I do like the names, and then an auto. Um, this one's an interesting one. Look at race. Okay. I normally, you're, you're would never going get this to a race this out, week, aren't you? I, I am going to a race, I'm going yeah. to Austin, uh, Austin Grand Prix. Nice. So, um, look, look at that chart. That chart looks interesting, right? Yeah, it the doesn't chart. look terrible. Maybe, maybe you don't look at the name, you're just looking at the chart. I but mean, I it doesn't look bad. Chart. No, it doesn't look bad at all. I mean, it's
2: Ferrari, right? It's 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 stable, it's steady, I think. I mean, All stock right. Stock so you, we'll we'll keep an
5: eye out. Of course, XPEV and IO are also some charts to keep on watch. Just wanted to give you guys the research that I put in so they give you guys some value at the end of pre-market prep. Yeah.
2: I saw someone in the chat. I think it was Tiny Pie Media said, um, bring up that interview, that, that viral interview on CNBC from I think it was Friday on, on Upstart. Uh, that that guy Mark Minervini, he pretended to break up when he didn't know what the answer to the question was. He's been on our show before. Should we should we invite him on the show? It's been a while, it's been a long time, but he has been on on, on this show uh, once or twice back in the day. So one in the chat if we should get the guy from the viral CMC segment or try to ask him on our show too. If we think we should we should not do that. But um is coming through with some picks today. Uh, can't say I like them all, but some of them at least were new for me. So thanks a lot. Uh, for that, Mitch, I'm seeing I'm seeing some ones in the chat. Okay, maybe I'll email. M- maybe I'll reach out to Mark. Like, hey, man, do you want like a mulligan on that or, or 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 what? Can I ask you what Upstart does? It was pretty funny. If you can laugh at yourself, I don't know if you. Not everyone can laugh at themselves, unfortunately. So, um, that's the way it goes sometimes. All right, here's the deal for today, everyone. We are going to end this show here, uh, right here, right now. Uh, but we've got another a full day of programming, okay? The Cannabis Capital Conference was the last week. It was Thursday and Friday. We're back to our normal stuff today. Here's the schedule. We've got David Green going live in around 10 or so minutes, but we're going to cut David short today. David usually goes from like 9.20ish, 9 9.25 to 11. We're going to cut David uh, at 10 o'clock today, and here is why. We're doing a new show today. It's going to be every Monday, at 10 a.m., Futures Trading with Ninja Trader. It's going to be a half-hour show all about futures. Okay, we talked about futures a lot today, right, vis-a-vis the, the Bitcoin ETF. Um, we're going to talk more about futures. If you don't know anything about futures, or me, or even if you do, it's going to be a show devoted to futures. We've got uh, an, uh, uh, an expert from Ninja Trader on with me, we're gonna do a little bit of education and also just more analysis. Right here is what the market's doing today. He trades everything, any future he trades at all. This guy. So ten o'clock Eastern time today, right here on this channel, future trading with Ninja Trader myself, um, and uh, and and their expert. Uh, and and it's a new show. We're trying something out, right? We're always trying new things. Uh, so that'll be at ten o'clock today. Uh, at 11, we've got Spax Tech and Power Hour. We've got... Or at noon, we got Power Hour. Uh, Matt Hammond from IPO Warriors will be on then. That's his new time. is middle of the day, not 9 a.m. We're going to do Matt Hammond at like 12.30 today. Um, we've got Moon or Bust. We've got At the Close. We've got Money Mitch. we got a full slate of shows today. We're back to our usual schedule, more or less. So... That's the plan. I hope to be back in the office tomorrow. We'll see. It's much easier for me to stream from the office rather than doing this um, at home. So um, thanks to everyone in the chat for uh, the engagement, as always. Even the people that are not so nice, we appreciate them. I appreciate you. Um, Yeah. How many likes are we at? We're at two, not even 300 likes. Can we get to 350 is my question. That's not a very high bar to clear. I think we can do it. Christian Gallagher, hit the like button. Whoa, what was that image? (laughs) What was that image? Okay. Future show will be cool. Yes, it will, local 926 president. Yes, it will. That's the idea, right? A show devoted to futures, not so much talking about stock market or anything like that is just futures. It's education, right? It's how the market works. And it's also what's the market doing. We're talking we're talking stock indexes. We're talking Bitcoin, we're talking commodities, right? All of it, all of it. For all the information from our show, all of our shows meant to be used as informational purposes only, not for investing or trading advice. Stay green, stay filled, stay healthy, make that money.
1: Feels like progress. The Chime credit bill Visa credit card is issued by Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. Members of FDIC. Out of network ATM withdrawal and OTC advance fees may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to Chime.com disclosures for details.